Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. Keeping it real, keeping it raw on iTunes and Spotify. And now, for the most famous words in motorsports, please welcome your Grand Marshals 2017 NASCAR Hall of Fame inductees, Mark Martin, Rick Hendrick, Richard Childress, accompanied by CEO of Bojangles, Clifton Rutledge. Drivers, start your engines. Labor Day weekend 2016 at the Bojangles NASCAR race in South Carolina, there was an accusation made against a man which has been successfully kept secret. Without the persistence of the Fayetteville Observer, there's not much we would have known about this case. Great crowd on hand, all on their feet. The 67th running of the Southern 500 underway. The case involves a man named Michael Lallier. Michael Lallier is a prominent leader in the Fayetteville community, appointed to the Public Works Commission here in Fayetteville, and co-owner of Reed Lallier Chevrolet. His business has won many awards, and he himself has won Business Person of the Year here in Fayetteville at least two times. He is well known in the community, according to the Fayetteville Observer, for his civic involvement and contributions to clubs, organizations, and political causes. Michael Lallier is the Jeffrey Epstein of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Reed Lallier Chevrolet was founded in 1988 when Mike Lallier and his father-in-law, Gene Reed, bought M&O Chevrolet. Over the past 25 years, Reed Lallier has become synonymous with superior customer service and satisfaction, and their excellence has been noticed. For the past three years, the dealership has earned the mark of excellence from General Motors, which awards dealers across the nation who are the best of the best in sales, service, and customer satisfaction. On September 5th, 2016, Michael Allier was charged with criminal sexual assault of a child. It happened in a camper on the grounds of the NASCAR event there in South Carolina. Based on the limited information that has been released, we don't know the connection with the boy and Michael Allier and why the trust was essentially there for the child to go into the camper. However, we know that the boy's story adds up. After the encounter, the boy goes to his father. His father flags down a deputy. The deputy asks him questions and files a report. And uh, the boy is able to recall details that essentially vindicate him. Details like items to look for in the uh, camper itself. He knew what kind of liquor was there. He knew uh, details that only somebody in there would know. A search warrant was gotten. They validated the boy's uh, details. And uh, the next day, Mr. Lallier was essentially charged. So here's where it takes a turn. Everything from this point on gets sealed. Shut it down. While the information is sealed, because of his prominence in the community... Everybody found out about this quick, including the Fayetteville Observer. The Fayetteville Observer 
found out that the information was sealed and immediately filed a lawsuit to unseal documents. Why? Why would you seal up documents instead of redacting sensitive information? If you don't want to know the names of the victims to be uh, released, if you don't want that information out, redact names, okay? You don't seal up the entire case. Now, while this lawsuit, though, for the information to be unsealed is pending in court, a person comes forward and tries to blow the lid off of everything, tries to expose everything. And what they expose is essentially a massive cover-up, a deception. So this person comes out and says, hey, I was the person that convinced this 15-year-old to go to the cops. And when Michael Lallier found out about it, he had me fired. He messed with the wrong person. Essentially what happened is this person then decided, I know too much. You shouldn't have fired me. Here's what's about to happen. This person decides that I know too much information. So I'm going to get other people that you've messed with and have them come forward too. So they join. uh, It's about three or four of them that decide to go in together and sue Michael Lallier, Gene Reed, and their company, Reed Lallier Chevrolet. So they go in to sue him. Uh, This person also at the same time is talking to the Fable Observer and saying, you know, I know all these people that had gotten settlements before. They wrongfully terminated me. They shouldn't have done that. So that's why I'm entering this lawsuit against them. And uh, that fired employee eventually went MIA because they got paid a settlement too. So they got paid a settlement, but before they got paid something over $75,000 each, uh, the Relow Your Chevrolet decides to file an insurance claim saying that, you know, it's work-related, so file the cl- pay the claim. The insurance company says, no, nah, we're not going to honor this claim. Like, this is way too deep. Uh, you fired this employee for wrongful termination. That's not sufficient uh, enough. This has to do with criminal acts. Uh, we're not going to pay. Uh, I guess they eventually get sued by the accuser himself, the person that's fired, and uh, it's 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 a big mess. So what happens next is while this is getting blown up, everybody out of the woodwork in the community is now a familiar voice regarding the accusations against Michael Allier. Everybody knows that for the last such and such years, he's done this. He's been this kind of person. He's had this weird charisma about him. You know, there's nothing about the guy that anybody trusts. You know, despite all the awards, despite all the accolades and the and the trust and the and the pool he has in the community, everybody knew this is the kind of guy this was. You know, nobody's surprised. So yeah, the Cub Scouts they decide to ban him for life. <laughs> uh. He hasn't had he hadn't apparently been a member since 2008, but they decided, you know, all oh, these years later, we're going to ban him. OK, send some kind of message. OK, just to prove their kind of relevance that uh, whatever <laughs> uh, he's, you know, immediately removed off the board for the Public Works Commission. He immediately pays ten thousand dollars bail to get 
get out of jail for the time being while this is all going on. And it's just going to be a lengthy legal battle is all that's going to happen. It's already happening. They decided, hey, we the reason we put a seal on this case is because we don't want a potential jury pool to be affected by this. Excuse me, you're talking about a well-prominent figure in our community and you're thinking that it's going to be better to, you know, put everything under a shroud of mystery that nobody's going to know what's happening. And the whole time the Fable Observer is fighting tooth and nail, trying to get everything unleashed and uh, unsealed. And nobody understands why every step of the way there is some kind of seal. There is some kind of lockdown going on where nothing is getting exposed. And, of course, this is further uh, building up and further spreading the rumors of conspiracy because why is this getting uh, this guy getting so much favor? Well, he is a public figure. He is well-known in the community, and he has, well, he has deep political ties. So he's been involved. He's like the number one donor in political uh, campaigns in the area. Okay, including judges who are making the decision to continue to seal evidence, continue to seal the information. So, of course, nobody trusts this guy. Nobody trusts the system that's in place. I mean, you didn't seal the evidence against Jeffrey Epstein, and he was well known. There was nothing sealed, though, and it doesn't matter what kind of jury pool was. And you know what they did with that? They redacted the names of the innocent. That's what you would do in any case. But for some reason, these people in South Carolina and these people in the courts that are uh, where you're able to appeal these things and uh, the people in North Carolina and the judges there, I mean, there is like some kind of, uh, oh, <laughs> the conspiracy continues to grow. Nobody trusts anybody. This isn't the North Carolina, the good old boy kind of state. Uh, anymore. I don't understand what this is. It's a good old boy state, I guess, if you have some deep pockets. And that seems to be the case for Michael Lauer. There's no end in sight to this case. There's no telling when you'll hear anything else. Uh, it's just Paul Wolverton with the Fable Observer has, has been reporting and reporting nonstop about this. And if it wasn't for him, this would essentially get swept on the road. We'd never know it in the public. So I guess uh, uh, they had tried to sell the dealership and uh, just to head off all this. But uh, that was blocked as well. They are not allowed to sell the dealership. Uh GM has considered cutting them as a franchise, but hasn't until the con any kind of conviction is handed down. Uh, just, you know, you, you got to be sensitive about these kind of things because you don't want to ruin a person's life, right, if they're innocent. But unfortunately, there's just so much out there to prove guilt that you shouldn't be allowed to conceal all this it's crazy there's so much out there that it should be taken ten thousand dollars bail for molest the accusation of a molested 
I mean, ten thousand dollars. Bond is what is bond on that? A thousand dollars. Like, it's it takes nothing. It takes nothing to. I mean, he's a flight risk. He owns a business. He's a millionaire, still living in his millionaire mansion, gated community, living high on the hog, high on the farm. I don't know what the saying is. <laughs> but the idea that somebody can get away with something like this. On the racetrack, Rick. Hard hit for the 43 of Eric Almarola. Front end smashed in. Talking on the radio, he was running 20th. Thought he was going to be given more room by someone that he was racing against. Only 18 to go. Tough decisions are going to have to be made. You see the disappointment in Eric Hummer throwing his gloves. You talk about this racetrack, how difficult it is. And he's run 349 laps, only to get in an accident with 18 to go. Not the finish that anyone is looking for. Lallier wants to keep secret some of the key pieces of the lawsuit still. Uh, These include details of the allegations against him and the terms of a settlement that resolved the lawsuit. The North Carolina Court of Appeals said last year that it could find no other case like it in North Carolina. So the question now is, where do we go from here? What's still going on? Uh, currently they are trying to get the release of the information stating exactly, uh, what he's accused of, um, and also the terms of the settlement. Now it's not uncommon for settlement details to be withheld, right? But typically you're aware of what accusations are made and, uh, And so that's the most troubling of it all. The criminal case, though, in South Carolina is still pending. I'm not sure uh, when that will be heard or um, when the next hearing on that is, you know. And so we don't have all the facts. Uh, We don't have all the information. And it's really tough to, you know, the fact is that his business, his income continues to go up. His business is still profiting, making money. And uh, on the backs of the victims here. And ultimately, they're the ones that have suffered through this. They're the ones that have gone through this. But uh, it's also to protect future victims, right? It's not just about the settlements of these people that have come forward. It's about future issues. Should he continue to profit while going through this? Should he continue to profit if he's convicted, if he's convicted and GM releases him, it's not going to mean he's not going to be able to make money. You know, he could serve time in jail. We don't even know the outcome of that. You know, typically South Carolina is not a flyby where you're just going to be easily uh, getting out of <laughs> conviction and, you know, proper sentencing, you know, but who's to say? He's been protected seemingly this whole time. Who's to say he'll truly be held accountable? He's had settlements in the past. You know who else had settlements uh, before (laughs) they were actually convicted in court? Bill Cosby. It was well documented in all kind of uh, uh, depositions. Like, he admitted it a lot. 
what he had done, what he had been doing. But he had never been tried, never been convicted until finally it just happened. And it just reminds me so much of this case. This whole movement, you know, Me Too movement, think what you want about it. I don't, I could care less about it. I mean, it's not, it's just, I just feel like there is uh, sufficient information for people to take action, quit casting the blame somewhere, quit pointing their finger at, you know, others and, and saying, well, Boy Scouts going to release them. Insurance company tried to get out of it. Uh, South Carolina tried to seal it. North Carolina tried to seal it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the victims of the other ones uh, that were all in it together, they, they're not talking anymore. It's like, who do we go to? How do we get answers? How do we make sure this doesn't happen again? How does somebody get away with everything this much? You know, when you go on, you know, fables of her articles regarding the situation, oh, you can easily find comments made by people. You know, some people are saying, I'm glad that so many people are staying on top of the situation. You know, how can people continue to buy from that dealership? Why are people still shopping there? Are the judges in on it? Are they making money? Not surprised it's been postponed again. You know, this weekend marks three years since this last happened. Three years. Is he allowed to go back to the race? Is there accountability? Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry I made this last part kind of drawn out. But you can hopefully sense the frustration that exists among many people in this community regarding this whole deal. So with that, with me venting about the situation and all the people that somehow knew that this kind of stuff was going on for years and didn't speak up, everybody can have their own thoughts about that. It's a tough situation. By the way, if you haven't seen it, go check out Dave Chappelle's Sticks and Stones. <laughs> make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, <laughs> and uh, make sure you rate the podcast, okay? Um, and uh, yeah, you can even write on there, you know, what you want uh, to hear. I was going to say what you want to see, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, go ahead and rate and subscribe to it. That way you can get alerts um, on your phone every time a new episode is released. But uh, with that, thanks for keeping it raw. Thanks for keeping it under 20. Have a great day. Bye. Now the backstretch for the final time. Has almost a second lead over Kevin Harvick. Looking to win the biggest race of his life as he comes back on the front stretch. Martin Trice Jr. will win the Southern 500.